comedy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I always thought of it as, like, a potentially scary movie when I was, like, young, I guess. Mm -hmm. One thing I was, like, pretty surprised by was the, the first ghost you see is actually, like, a really, really good special effect. Yeah, yeah. And an actual, like, insanely good jump scare. Yo! <laughs> it's uh, welcome to the Anime Summer Podcast. Uh, it's another EX episode, and we're doing another cinematography because it's spooky month. And Sam's not here with me. I know normally Sam does these cinematography uh, episodes with me, but I have a guest with me, uh, my pal, my friend from Weebology. I have Ethan with me. What is up, everybody? Thank you, Ethan, for coming on and doing this with me. It's my pleasure. I love uh, the Spooktober kind of ideal. Yes. The aesthetic. Um, and Ghostbusters, which we're talking about yes, today. Yes, yes. We are talking about the boys. Probably a movie I watched <laughs> like maybe once previous to this. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the assumption that like yeah I love this movie this is this is I, I own this movie and and I yeah <laughs> I, well so my dad is like a big like movie guy so we have just a bajillion movies gotcha gotcha okay but I don't like watch all of you them don't go frequently. out of, you don't go out of your way yeah right yeah. okay <laughs> Alrighty. I mean that's fine um, yeah, so originally, um, so what I'm going to be doing with like this cinematography series is since it is spooky month, every week you are going to get a movie review on uh, a Halloween-esque movie. I was going to do Hocus Pocus uh, last Friday, but uh, since we did Edge Runners and everything, uh, and we're also... We're in the mix of doing summer review. Things got a little out of hand, and I couldn't grab anyone to do the Hocus Pocus review with me. So maybe next time. But in these last coming weeks, uh, you will definitely get uh, a Halloween movie review. And I'm excited. So, um, but Ethan, so... Tell me a little bit, like, I know you said earlier you don't really go out of your way on watching movies, but um, just give me a background, like, on how much movies you you like to watch and, and when you feel like you want to watch a movie. Well, so I do watch a ton of movies. I just meant I don't, like, rewatch constantly okay. unless it's, like, one of my faves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing that's kind of interesting is, like, I, I used to, like, really not enjoy or essentially dislike horror movies in general i mean i'm um, i'm the same way <laughs> i mean ghostbusters really is more comedy than horror, yeah, obviously yeah yeah but uh like in general i i barely watch those like and for some reason maybe i'm just dead inside now but they don't really affect me much anymore like i'm, I'm not really scared of you know scary movies anymore uh -huh. but like when i was growing up like my parents would be watching one and i'd have to like leave yeah, yeah <laughs> or like yeah, hide yeah <laughs> um so it's just kind of like uh no but in general I, I mean i'm a big like movie guy 
I've we have like probably seven hundred movies on on our like Apple movies. Thing. Oh wow! Okay. So, yes, and I've seen probably like five hundred of those, um, and then obviously a bunch of other movies that we don't own. But I'm yeah, I'm a pretty big movie guy. Okay. Honestly, we'll have to get you back on more often for these extra episodes because. I mean, I'm a big movie person and sometimes like I'll just go through my collection of Blu-rays and DVDs and I'll just like pick up a, a stack like maybe I, I want to say like the max stack I would have set aside would probably be like five movies and I'll just set them aside by my TV and whenever I feel like t- uh, I want to watch a movie, I'll just grab that movie and I'll pop it in and I'll watch it. Um, that's just kind. What would you say is the movie that you've watched the most? Oh gosh. Um. Honestly, I'd, it'd probably be The Breakfast Club. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I can recite that movie. Uh, almost to the T, especially if I watch it. Probably not right now. I won't be able to um recite it because it's been a very long time since I've seen it but when when I first learned about that movie I would you better believe I was watching it every day practically wow (laughs) no I mean it's a good movie yeah Um, so I don't know those types of movies I never really was like super into obviously growing Mm -hmm. up because I don't know they're more like rom-com almost or like i mean they're like like the the john hughes movies are like the the school kid coming of age kind of stories right so um which i mean that's like a whole uh like thing on its own and everything like that um we can always talk about that another time for sure i would love to talk about breakfast club and any john hughes film because uh, I think that between like the 80s and the 90s Hollywood was definitely in their prime and there were and a lot of good movies were coming out around that time Le- yeah, they were popping off. yeah like Ghostbusters for example um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so let's let's get into it um but first uh, don't forget to check out our links, uh, links.animesummit.net. And also give us uh, a rating on Spotify because we want to get to 100 ratings. And we, once we get to 100 ratings, we'll do a, a live Twitch stream with some giveaways. And I will also be reviewing uh, School Days for that. <laughs> nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that is that is going not to be fun. <laughs> so anyway, so Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Um, let's give like a quick summary. Uh, Ghostbusters is a film uh, that was made in 1984. And the storyline is about um, Peter Vinkman. Ray, Ray Sanchez and Egon Spentler, uh, who worked at Columbia University, and they pretty much delve and into paranormal activities and all that kind of stuff. And they did unethical experiments on their students, uh, like you see <laughs> in the movie with uh, Venkman. 
Uh, they were kicked out of the university and they were really interested in paranormal stuff. So they go into business. They, uh, excuse me, they buy an old firehouse, make that their sanctuary, their base uh, in New York. And pretty much they went around New York and got rid of spirits and ghosts and all that fun stuff. And they also... Uh, meet uh, Zool and the gatekeeper and the key master and all that weird stuff that happens in um, Scorny Weaver's apartment in yeah. the movie. <laughs> I, th- I think like my initial thoughts, like rewatching it all these years mm-hmm. later, I was so surprised how like borderline sexual harassment oh yeah <laughs> everything was yeah yeah like yeah. i didn't i didn't like i guess when i was young even put two and two together of like peter vankman basically trying to bang his student oh like, yeah in the beginning yeah scene. yeah with like the whole like guess the you know what is yeah. this card and like he keeps freaking <laughs> zapping the guy but the the girl she was all like oh it's a star and then the camera turns and it's like a square. It's like, wow, you really got that right. How are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize like how I don't know, like how icky that scene was. Yeah. And then there's like a couple of scenes later, uh, with like ghosts or like arms or whatever coming out of Sigourney Weaver's like chair, right, like right. grabbing yeah, her yeah, in yeah. all these weird locations. Yeah. And I'm like, my God. Yeah. It was just a different time. Y- yeah. I mean, there was no um like, hey, don't you think we should maybe not have the arm go in between her legs? Like Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean when when we first saw this movie, especially as kids, we're not really thinking about that. We're thinking about, holy shit, she's going to get, like, possessed soon. Like, because when that happens to Sigourney, you know, she gets possessed later on that day. So, like, we're not really thinking about, like, the position of the arms of the demons and everything like that. We're just, like... Do you remember the first time you watched it? Oh, I mean... Probably somewhere like just flipping through the channels on TV or something because we never at my, in my house we never owned the movie or anything like that. Um, I th- honestly I think the very first time that I actually saw it from beginning to end was probably in my early twenties when Hulu started to pop up and everything like that. Um. Yeah, one thing that's kind of, kind of like an interesting thing that I've I've kind of noticed is like as I got older, things that probably scared me when I was young are just like nothing burgers. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I I guess I wish I could talk to somebody who saw this like in theaters or whatever. Right. But like, I I wonder if this was ever like actually a scary movie to anybody. Um, honestly, I really don't think so. Um, because. You what you, you watched the the Netflix episode right. on so there on Netflix there is a docu series called the movies that made us and they did it's season one episode four they talk about Ghostbusters and while they were making the movie they they did a pre screening um, because first of all they never dealt with special effects and obviously 
they are definitely they they need those special effects for the spirits and ghosts and everything like that so they had a pre-screening and they just wanted to see how people reacted to the movie and to my recollection from that episode I don't think anyone was like terrified I mean I I remember when I think when Sigourney started screaming and and it just kind of went black and it's there was like a text that says you know special effects goes here um, it was when like she opened her fridge and and right. you saw like the other dimension um and she got terrified and she slammed the door and like the audience kind of like screams and like they clapped and stuff so they seemed intrigued but i don't really honestly i really don't think that anyone would have been scared of this movie because it's definitely more of a comedy and everything like that. Um, Dan Acklin, he is actually the writer of Ghostbusters. And the reason why he wrote Ghostbusters is because apparently it's family business. Uh, His parents and his ancestors dealt with paranormal activity. Uh, back in like the 1800s I think so which I found very interesting I don't know about you Uh, just having like the little background of like the the mind the mind of like writers whenever they write movies like this I I, first of all thank you for telling me to watch that Netflix series (laughs) on this because that was like really enlightening I love the kind of like the real behind the scenes stuff yeah yeah like my favorite movie of all time is Jurassic Park, which also it's had on an there. episode yep, on it. Yep, yeah, yep. so I watched that actually <laughs> after. Um, but very just like interesting how kind of all these movies come together, and especially this one. I, I think it was interesting uh, also because they were talking about kind of the previous com- like summer comedies that did well. Yes, and then Dan Aykroyd bringing this this script uh, or screenplay or whatever to. Uh, the director that had some pretty successful previous comedies. Yes. And, and just like, it, it was kind of like a, kind of a dorky screenplay. Yeah, and it I was think definitely. They, they, they changed it a bunch. Yeah, yeah. So Dan Acklin's vision for Ghostbusters was like in space or something like that. It was just very out there and, and a lot of it really didn't make sense. And the director who directed this movie was um ivan ivan reckman who did oh what did he do i think he did he did stripes and he also did meatballs um so which i never seen stripes but i've seen meatballs and meatballs is another favorite movie of mine um oh he also did kindergarten cop i love kindergarten cop (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if you saw that movie but that movie's great I think I saw when I was young. Like, it's not like one of those that I like know all of the movie beats or anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he, but Ivan was all like, "Yeah, let's do this. This seems great." Um, but before we like go ahead and do this, I I want to get um, Harold Ramis on this too. So, and that's when Dan Acklin and Harold Ramis just joined forces and they wrote Ghostbusters together. Uh, they also wrote uh, Ghostbusters 2 as well. 
So I was really surprised how like easy it was for them to get Dan Aykroyd to be like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll take a oh, co-writer. Oh my gosh, he was so like open to it, and and sometimes, um, I mean, even even in the movie that made the movies that made us the the docu series, a lot of other, um, like movies and like some some of the writers and stuff like that. Some of them can be very adamant on like, no, I don't want this change. Like, why are you changing that? Like, I don't want a co-writer, blah, 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 and everything. Uh, but Dan, uh, you know, Akron, he's just like, yep, let's do this. Cool. I'm, you know, I'm familiar with Ramis's work. Let's do this. And I mean, Dan, he, he even said that um, Harold wasn't really, he was more of a skeptic for paranormal stuff. Um, but he, Acklin said that Ramis was very aligned with Dan about writing and everything. So it, it worked out. I mean, I think it worked out. The movie's great. Yeah. I love it. I don't know. That kind of like, uh, juxtaposition or, or like that slamming together of talents was like extra interesting for me mm-hmm. because, like what I do in, in my job is like uh, occasionally I have to do like technology things where we're doing like new stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of times like the inventor, so to speak, of that is just like so like married to their exact vision of what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. But like very rarely can you actually produce something that's just like your harebrained idea. You ha- There's like a lot of give and take when you in- like invent or make something new and writing I think is no different. Right, absolutely, um, yeah especially with like a screenplay where like this has to be something that we can actually put on the silver screen mm-hmm. guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like a very interesting, like I, I personally have dealt with way more like pushback from like the quote unquote an inventor as to like how to actually make it. than I felt like Dan Aykroyd put up, which I mean, massive props to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, he's, he's a comic legend. Like he, Numerous of movies, uh, Blues Brothers. Um, oh, what was that movie that he did with with uh, Eddie Murphy? Trading Places. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like Coneheads. I mean, come on, like they're like he's a comic legend and everything. Same thing with Harold Ramis. He was a comic legend too. So, um, but yeah, like. It, I, I another thing that I also thought was really interesting was, um, Ackroyd. He actually wrote, of uh, he wanted this movie to star him, Eddie Murphy, and John Belushi. So, and he was in prep of writing for Belushi and everything like that. But unfortunately, in 1982, Belushi passed away. So his co-worker co-star best friend practically was gone so everything was scrapped up and that's kind of when Ramis uh came into play and he was all like well I want to be in in this too I don't want to just be a writer so um and then that's you know what I thought like once once I found out that Eddie Murphy was supposed to be in it Mm -hmm. and I, I think this is almost like a really cool thing is like my version of Ghostbusters growing up was probably Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Mm. Like just thinking about it, yeah. it's sort of like the same kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm thinking like, damn, he literally could have done it twice. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe he like felt bad about not being in it the first time. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let's do my version. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we honestly, we don't know what happened throughout the whole thing. Because originally, Vankman was actually supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Uh, that's what Dan wrote for for Eddie. But since they already had Bill on board, kind of, sort of, until he actually showed up to <laughs> shooting, um, which I thought was really hilarious. They're all like, yeah, Bill's going to do it. Bill's going to do it. Um, have you got confirmation? Uh, I don't know. And then... I mean, what a <laughs> kick-ass story, right? They're, they're, they literally had no clue. They had been doing pre-production for like six months. Yeah. And then day of filming, he just shows, shows up, up at 8 a.m. Yeah, because he was all like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, not only that, but like, I think when they were just about to like start, like the first day, they were like, well, has any anyone heard from Bill? And they're all like, oh, uh, I heard that he was in France. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's quite the enigma. So this is actually like some, some insider South Carolina knowledge for y'all. Uh, very often, there's like a... There's this kind of like I, I don't know myth or whatever. He he has a house in in uh, Charleston. Oh really? Yeah. So he just randomly will show up to like uh, wedding receptions <laughs> or bachelor parties and things like that. And and like he doesn't let people take pictures of him, but he'll just like show up uh-huh. and then occasionally. This is even crazier. He'll just like bust into like college of charleston like parties oh wow like hang out with them and it'll be like nobody will believe you so you know what i mean like so he just oh my gosh that just does like wild shit and and, like nobody will believe him (laughs) so he he can get away with anything after you just said that that is such a a a bill murray thing to do yeah Um, gosh it's so funny because i was actually talking about uh bill murray's acting to a coworker of mine not too long ago um <clears throat> because caddyshack all of his lines were improv like he had no script to follow in that movie um literally a lot of bill murray's lines are super improv and he just thinks of thinks of them on the spot um same thing with this movie in the movies that made us they they did mention that they did two takes and Bill, uh, after they disposed of the goat, like they captured the ghost and everything like that. And like he opened the the door. He, I can't remember the, the line he said. Um, we came, we well, saw, we kicked it. Yeah, ass. well, that was that was the, the final take. But the first take that they did, it was I can't remember what it was, but they're all like yep we're gonna we're gonna do that that second one and that's it so but yeah so that's like a lot of background so let's let's (laughs) let's dive in let's dive in like to our actual like thoughts and and everything like that um ethan do you want to go first since this i think this you said this is like your second time watching it it's probably like my my third oh, or fourth, oh, but okay. definitely my 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 first time of like cognizant age where I like remember everything. Okay, you know yeah, mean? yeah. <laughs> um, I mean overall, I, I I didn't like, 
I didn't know the background of like billing this as a comedy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like I I always thought of it as like a potentially scary movie when I was like young, I Mm -hmm. guess. One thing I was like pretty surprised by was the the first ghost you see is actually like a really, really good special effect. Yeah, yeah. And an actual like insanely good jump scare. So I was like, wow, this might actually be like a solid movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, The special effects in this are definitely... I, I, there's ups and downs yeah I mean it's not great I mean it's an 80s film so and they were definitely very new to special you know FX and special effects um during that time and I remember them say uh saying in the Netflix docuseries they were trying to find people who do special effects because none of None of the staff um, or crew, rather, had any idea on what to do with the special effects. And I, I think they said that the only, like, top-notch um, special effects company was ILM. and But ILM was in the process of doing Indiana Jones with Steven Spielberg. But apparently there were a few employees who weren't really happy with uh, ILM so they decided to leave the studio and they um, they formed uh, Boss Film Studios which is another um, special effects company and everything like that which I thought was really cool and they needed five million dollars to establish that company <laughs> yeah which <clears throat> Like these days would be really nothing for, for like beginning a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought one of the other cool things, like just quickly back to the to the background of the story, mm-hmm. was that Ivan guy goes to the CEO of Columbia Pictures and he like he pitches it. The guy instantly says yes because yeah, he Price. wants like a yeah right. Yeah. He he's like wants a summer comedy, you know, extravaganza. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and they just like name a random price out of out of thin air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So their budget to make this movie was between twenty five to thirty million, and and the movie the the release date. They were very strict on the release date. It was uh, June eighth, nineteen eighty four, and the box office they made uh, two hundred and ninety five point two million. So Damn. it was a success. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a smash success <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so much so that they got a sequel out of it. So. Um, yeah, but I mean, like overall, I, I didn't recall that Sigourney Weaver was in it either. So like when I saw her, I was like, yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, like, yeah. They like got a, a pretty good cast on this thing. Yeah. So they got um, Bill. We, we did name a few people uh, earlier, um, but they got Bill Murray, uh, Dan uh, Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold, Harold Ramis, uh, Rick Ra- I can't pronounce his name. It's the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Moranis. Moranis. And Annie Potts, William, I don't know who that is. Uh, And then Ernie Hudson. So those are practically the four main people that, or or a few of the people that you need to know 
um, of this movie and stuff. Um, but yeah, the the thing with Sigourney Weaver, it, I find rather interesting because around in the eighties, she was just she was more of a serious uh, character, like actor. So she was like doing Aliens at that time and all these like serious roles. So when she came up to audition and everything, she when she was like in front of like the casting um people who were doing the auditions and stuff she's like well i think you know my character should form into uh like a dog like the demi dog (laughs) and and she freaking got up on the table and like started you know like be like on all fours and howling like a dog and like just being possessed and they're all like okay yeah she's gonna be in the movie I mean, Hollywood was just different back then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is wild shit. Um, I mean, it really makes you think, like, I mean, the shit that must have gone on in these casting rooms. And, oh, like, I mean, well, they were even... Old school Hollywood yeah, must have been insane. I mean, they were even talking about while they were fucking writing the, mo- uh, writing the movie, they were, like, smoking pot and everything, too. So, um, yeah. It, back- well, I mean, when you're doing, like, occultist <laughs> stuff back in the 80s, you better be... Yeah, you better you know, be stoned or, like, you yeah. know, smoking something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, honestly, that was my first thing when I actually kind of sat down and as as an adult, not as a child, watching this, like, ooh, ghosts, like, Ghostbusters, and, like, the 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 song, for that matter, too, is is iconic, like, Especially when you're a kid, you're not really paying attention to like who's in the movie and and everything like that too. Um, over the weekend, I did watch it again, and there is a there is an actor in the movie. I don't think she's credited for it, but one of the one of the when Venkman was on his talk show and he was talking to um, I think. Someone who is who doesn't believe in, um, oh, what, what like doesn't believe in paranormal stuff. But then there is a woman who says that she was like possessed and everything like that. Um, that woman, she is actually the mother of um, the kids from Shameless, and I thought that was like, whoa, that that's really weird and interesting to see like um actors (laughs) from shows that i've seen early like later on especially like with shameless and to see them in a movie like this uh is it's kind of weird like hollywood's just like super incestuous like a lot of people have like you know family members throughout the entire like business so to speak right right um, it's just wild to see like actors that you that you saw like when they're older to see them like just look so young. It's just wild. So, well, even Sigourney Weaver, like the the of, of course like Alien, but what I know her most from is actually as Warden Walker from Holes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot <laughs> she fucking did that movie. Holy I mean that was shit. one of my big movies growing up. I loved the book when I when I was young. Yeah. Um probably read that a couple times actually and then the movie was just like super good. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got you got uh what's his face? 
Shia LaBeouf in uh-huh, it, and it's just like uh-huh. he goes on to be like an, a massive actor. Y- oh yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I was a big Even Stevens guy too <laughs> when I was young. Yeah, that yeah. I mean Sigourney, she she's a she's a big name in in the industry. So fun fact about Sigourney Weaver. So my high school back in Jersey, they did um, a play on Alien. And Sigourney Weaver went to my high school to see the play. No way. I I, <laughs> I, I kid you not. Like someone on Facebook, uh, I think my mom shared it or something like that. It was like in, a, in an article and stuff like that. Um, and it was like Sigourney Weaver goes to North Bergen High School in praise of the the alien play that they did. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> I saw that. I was just like, well, what the fuck? Like, why Why couldn't my high school do that when I was in high school? Like, that's bullshit. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. But like, the, the movie overall is really, really funny. I think Bill Murray basically plays the same sort of like cocky character yeah, in every role he does. Yeah. Yeah, he he's definitely a charmer in this in this film, for sure, especially when it comes to Dana and everything. Or any it, any it, female, for that matter. Um, it's just kind of like his vibe in general. But he's got, like, I think one of his most iconic scenes that I think of, like, of course, like, the entire Caddyshack movie. But there's, like, the scene where she and one of her, like, uh, or- orchestral compatriots are, like, walking outside the building, like, coming out mm. from their orchestra practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you see him, like, do this, like, like kind of like a weird dance thing across uh across like in front of them across the uh like the really famous like fountain in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason that's like such an iconic like kind of view in my like recollection of all of his scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's just like such a like He's just like such a memer, <laughs> and he's like potentially one of the first memers ever. <laughs> right, right. He's ahead of his time for being a memer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I think, on, I, I think my most record, like, I, I, I would say the most iconic scene in this movie is with the big M- Mr. Marshmallow Man. Oh, for sure. Um, it, yeah, that is, I think, one of my favorite things that happens in the movie, um, Especially when they're trying to like, when they zap it and stuff, and it's just like the belly just starts to like roast and like melt a little bit and stuff. I was just like, "Ooh, give me some s'mores, please." Um. Uh, so this is actually <laughs> funny. I was actually scared of that when I was young. I mean, it's kind of terrifying to think, like, even though it's supposed to, like. It's even even Ray says, like, I tried to think to not think of anything, but it just popped into my head. Um, You know, you see this like cute, like this cute little face and it's smiling and happy, but it's a giant (laughs) and it's causing havoc of New in New York and everything. Um, But. Yeah, I, I would say I think as a kid that would probably be the most terrifying thing for a child. Well, I think there's that. And then uh, 
like I said, that first jump scare is actually pretty freaky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like a lot of the ghosts in this movie are are actually pretty terrifying. Um, especially the big. Uh, what do they call the the fat guy? Um. The s- Slimer oh, the s- Slimer. Yeah, yes. I think that's what it's called, Slimer. Yeah. He's pretty nasty, too. I, I remember, like, <laughs> genuinely being afraid of that, like, weird neon-colored ghost. <laughs> and he became the face of Ghostbusters, ironically. Right. <laughs> um, Which, another tidbit and background on Slimer. Um, Slimer is an homage to John Belushi. The person who made Slimer uh he was pretty much in final production for Slimer but then they came to his office or something and said you have to make him in make him look like John Belushi and he's all like well fuck all right then (laughs) I'll make him look like John Belushi so um well it's funny he said like evidently he didn't change it at all and there's like it's perfect yeah 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 he's all like just made a few like things here and there and he showed them and they're like yep okay that's good um yeah this this movie is just really fun i my first time again like when i first actually watched it I I de- like I'm I'm with you. There are definitely like a lot of outdated things that happen, uh, especially with Vinkman's character uh, wanting to collude with his students and everything. It's all like mm, we ne- we shouldn't really do that. Um, you know what's funny? I I don't I don't know if it was just like more. I guess not funny, but was that just like more acceptable back then? I think I, I mean like that that trope has to exist for a reason. Yeah, I I honestly I think I think it's just nobody really thought about it. And like the power and, dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, of course like in the 80s like by then um women's rights were were pretty much I, I mean, I I wouldn't say it would they they were still fighting for it, but it, that gen, that type of generation that was around that time, um, especially like political wise, it was still kind of difficult for women to be empowered and everything. So, um, I, I would say around that time it was kind of still evolving a little bit, and I think with movies in particular, it was nobody really bat an eye about it because it was in a movie. It wasn't like real life or anything. Not like net, not like now where there's like canceled culture and stuff. And, you know, if somebody posted something or like a movie came out, the internet is just going to tear it up, like, you know, eat it up and spit it out. Like it's gum. So, <laughs> Um, yeah it's just uh and and like i think it being in the comedy too is like i guess i was like just meme worthy back then even though it was like obviously genuinely happening yeah 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 (laughs) um so i mean that's kind of interesting i think overall though like while the story does have like weird cuts i think as as like a comedy it's it's really like a classic and i think in general the movie's a classic obviously i mean it made it 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 made over its budget so it 
it's for sure a classic in its own. Um, I mean, they ha- it. It. Do you think it would do well now, though? Like, mm. essentially the same movie released today. Well, they did do the gender bender twist, and it was horrible. I didn't even watch it, so I knew it was going to be bad. Um, <clears throat> I if they did a Ghostbusters, like if they decided to reboot this movie into to like uh, as today kind of thing. I think well, I think you'd have to pretend like all the other Ghostbusters don't exist. Yeah, yeah. And I would also think they should probably instead of making it into a comedy, maybe make it into more of an action thing. Um versus like have like maybe throw kind of okay. Ghostbusters but kind of have it like how um Guardians of the Galaxy is like it's action but they throw in some of that like comic relief in it but it's still like action and entertaining throughout the whole entire movie does that make sense a little bit it does make sense sort of like a like a buddy cop yeah 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 um, Which I, I mean, they talked about like different. Um, I think ideas they had for for the plot, and some of them I thought were like potentially a little bit better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't hate the like okay, we got thrown out of Columbia because obviously we're banging students and being weird, <laughs> so we had to like invent a business. I think the the jump from like getting kicked out of Columbia to like having a, a pretty successful business was like a little jarring mm-hmm. for for the viewer. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just like, it seemed like they had nothing going, and then all of a sudden everybody like their phones ringing off the hook, and they're like household names, famous, all this shit. Yeah. So it was just like a little bit jarring. But actually, something that I thought would have been really interesting is so like you and I had talked about uh, like Halloween Town as like a potential entry into this mm-hmm. this series you got going. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it'd be cool if they did like, cause cause their initial or Dan Aykroyd's initial idea was like kind of in space yeah there's ghosts all around Mm -hmm. like and i thought like something like that where there's like maybe like a city where there's like ghosts and zombies and stuff like that that are like actually like part of society right right and then they had to like just go like basically be ghost cops for the bad ones right like i think that could be like interesting as like a more of like an action adventure too but like i i honestly think any movie with bill murray like just popping off with his comedy would be good. Yeah, like, I, I don't know any any movie he's been in that I thought was bad that he where he like actually had the ability to do like his comedy and like improv and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this movie <clears throat> that I really wanted to see with him in it. It's called Lost in Translation. It's very difficult to find, but it's the one where he's like a failing actor or whatever, and he's like in Japan for the entire movie. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, he, like, I guess for whatever, I think it's Scarlett Johansson, he, like, hooks up with, I guess, as, like, friends. Oh, this one. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I never watched this one, but I did want to watch it. And uh, that's what I love about um, comedy actors is 
they especially when they get older because when they get older sometimes they can't always do the the comics like the comedy stuff that they did in their in their heyday so they they start doing like these dramedies and they just right. kind of just get <laughs> better and better so um yeah i i i did want it i i i have been wanting to watch this movie for a while it's just i i think it's just like the the air about him he always mm-hmm. had sort of like a depressive kind of feel to him yeah yeah but he's like he has like a cocky brashness that still makes it funny right mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know there's just something special about about his like mannerisms and his like i mean the faces even, he puts on and stuff in, like that you know like even when he's in a movie that is not really centered around him like um zombie land he had yeah he fucking <laughs> played himself and uh, you know that was just great that was that was awesome and everything um yeah big memer just yeah he's he is a legend a comic icon uh he definitely knows his stuff when it comes to just improv and everything like he's really not afraid to um overstep boundaries and everything like that um which and now I know you didn't have time to watch the second movie, um, but it's funny thing about the second movie. The second movie is what I most remembered, and especially with the Statue of Liberty coming to life in that movie. So I actually have never seen. <gasps> oh no! You've never the seen the one. second one. Oh no. So it's funny. Uh, when I first discovered Ghostbusters, I actually watched the second movie, and I never saw the 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 first one. When when I was young, because my image of Ghostbusters was the ta- Statue of Liberty, and that was that. And when I finally saw the first one, I'm all like, "Where's the Statue of Liberty?" And then I found <laughs> out that there was a, a Ghostbusters too. It's just like, oh, it's in that one. Okay, never mind. I don't know if you saw this, but like evidently there's a ton of like animated Ghostbusters oh, yeah. series as well. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't remember where uh that animated series aired. Um but yeah, like this the whole like after the show just went went loose and and was like a huge success and stuff. I mean, it it got comic books. It's it got a television series, like an animated te- television series. Uh, it had video games. There's um, board games. There's clothing, music. I, I mean, they even have like haunted house attractions, too. Um, yeah. So this this movie definitely like has its uh fan base and everything like that too. Um. I think that's another thing that just like absolutely stunned me because like nobody really talks about Ghostbusters anymore. Even, even like there was that 2016 gender bend and then mm-hmm. Ghostbusters Afterlife mm-hmm. came out, I think maybe even early this year. I can't remember. Afterlife came out in November 20, uh, when did it come out? 2020 or 2022? So, uh, it came out November 19th, 2021. So last year. 
Okay. Which I actually kind of want to see because I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you saw it or anything like I that. I did not. Um, but it, it goes into the lore of like the original cast, especially, particularly it kind of mainly centers around um, the uh, Egon. Um, uh, apparently Egon, like w- something happened after the events of Ghostbusters 2 and Egon went to go investigate something in Oklahoma and he bought a, a farm on Oklahoma, like in Oklahoma. And when he passed, um, his uh, daughter uh, inherited the farm and she moved her and her kids to that farm and like weird things start to happen because like they found they found that that one of the the mechanisms that they help holds like the ghosts and stuff and then yeah one of the capture devices yeah yeah and and apparently i guess they like opened it up or something like that i mean i don't know all like the whole premise of it but it's something that i was just like ooh, this might be this this might yeah I, I kind of want to. I think watch Finn this. Wolfhard's in it, and like he's a really, really good actor. I think for like a kid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's. I mean, I, I love Stranger Things. Like he's great in that. I mean, all the kids in Stranger Things is 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 great. Um, yeah, so I definitely think that movie is supposed to be like the heir apparent, like sequel for the ages. But yeah. but what I was what I was kind of trying to drive at is like to me. I was so surprised that it was like kind of a cultural phenomenon because it's like something that we don't really even consider much anymore. Yeah. But but it's it's really like if you recall like back in our younger years, probably like middle school, like when Twilight popped off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was a cultural phenomenon, <laughs> and like yeah. this is that I wish for it never the eighties. Though. Ah uh, well. <laughs> I mean, being a Twilight fan myself, like I've read the books and everything, but then when I watch watched the first movie i was just like this is trash this is ruined my what do you not like about it <sighs> there was just a lot of things missing and the the first movie in particular was just too fast uh i felt very rushed to me and there were a lot of important parts from the book that wasn't portrayed in the movie um yeah, so, I mean, the other movies kind of got better, but after a while, like, that, that the first movie kind of just ruined the whole series, the whole franchise for me, and <laughs> I just, like, I just, I, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with it. Plus, Kristen Stewart's acting is really bad in it. Yeah, she's just, like, <laughs> a dead fish. It's crazy. She has gotten better over time um with better roles but that was just cringe worthy so and and the whole franchise like the whole twilight franchise is just a big meme at this point like there are even people on tiktok um like there what this one person she has her significant other watching the twilight movies for the first time and he like he like pauses the movie and he starts yelling at the TV like what are you doing Bella like <laughs> it's like really funny <laughs> that is funny 
So anyway, but let's save it for the Twilight podcast. This is this is Ghostbusters. Sounds good. I only ever saw the first one. <laughs> it's bad. Don't watch the rest of them. Yeah. Well, I wasn't planning on it. Okay, good. I, I, I think one thing... You, I, I think they do mention it kind of in that Netflix series, but it, it does feel a little like slapdash and kind of like moves very quickly. Yes. Like the pacing is like pretty, pretty much a full sprint the entire yeah, time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had a deadline and right. they, they need like, they, I, I wouldn't say they procrastinated, but they, there was a lot of things that they had to like do. Like, for example, the freaking theme song, um, that was like the uh who was it um oh gosh i am a terrible person um <laughs> i don't think this would make that happen <laughs> i forgot the name of the dude ray parker jr fuck god this is his only hit it so is like- it, i mean i mean i know but still like poor guy um <laughs> <laughs> i mean he made a bajillion dollars off one song he did I think he's fine. yeah yeah he did um yeah so apparently they're all like yeah we need a theme song and they're uh, ray parker jr comes into play and they're like hey we need you to write this song but you have to have the title ghostbusters in it and he's like well how the fuck am i gonna do this like and and he tried like everything to to put ghostbusters in but then like what really hit him was like like the the inspector like the bug inspector uh commercials and everything like that it's like well who are you gonna call and then that's how like he figured out how to write the lyrics for ghostbusters um I honestly thought that part was like so dorky I was like this is like not even worth like (laughs) the entry into the uh (laughs) into the little docu-series because it was like first of all he did not sound very articulate so i was just like okay man like you just came up with a song all right i mean mean? he was like i he was like i just could not figure it out ghost busters like what are you gonna do (laughs) i'm like all right man we get it it just felt like he was like handing it up and playing it up really like hard i mean probably like it's it's a documentary series so and and it's i know it's it's highly fun it's not that in-depth lyrics well i mean the whole the whole thing i mean from like the narrator to like everything that had like how they they edited that episode and stuff it's very cheesy yeah so still a great documentary series like i ethan i highly recommend like watching like everything that that's on that docuseries because they they do like they do die hard um what else do they do? Um, they do Halloween. They do like the their latest season three. They do a lot of Halloween movies. Like the first three episodes, they did Halloween. Um, they did Coming to America. They did Forrest Gump. They did Pretty Women, Back to the Future. So they there are a lot of like iconic movies in this docu series. And for me, it was very interesting to watch all of them, um, particularly Forrest Gump. A lot of shit happened in that movie that wasn't even supposed to be in that movie that made it into the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, like that documentary series definitely made a lot of things 
clear and why I I get really interested in like behind the scenes kinds of things when movies are made and everything. And I think that's why I love movies so much is because of all the things that people have to go through in order to make these movies that everyone loves. Yeah, I mean, you really just like expect movies to come out and be perfect, mm-hmm. but like all the shit you got to do to make this stuff happen just like really blows you away. Yeah, yeah. Like, like even the behind the scenes, like rights to a title kind of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So fun fact, the Ghostbusters title was actually owned by a TV show, which was also called Ghostbusters, and... I can't remember the name of the studio that had the rights to it. Um, but they they were literally like a week before the movie had to be released. And they still didn't get the rights to use Ghostbusters. But the CEO of Columbia who left Columbia worked at the studio that the the animated studio had the rights for this TV show and he's all like you can have the title and then the movie yeah they really lucked out <laughs> yeah <laughs> they really lucked out <laughs> yeah so um yeah the the like I said the behind the scenes stuff is is what really makes me super intrigued in movie making and that's why, again, like why I, I love watching movies so much. And I do love to do these reviews and just talk about certain movies, especially iconic movies. Um, I guess what's your like, what's your like one scene beyond the stay puffed man that like sticks out to you as like, this is Ghostbusters? Um, I'm trying to think. Probably around like the library, like when they first like get the call about or I think it was a library or something like that. Yeah, it was the library um, before they really got into the business and they became famous and stuff like that. Um, They go to the library and stuff and they encounter that paranormal like librarian who like turns to them and and like quite like tells them to be quiet and stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i think for me it's it's like the first time they go out on that sedgwick hotel kind of mission for for the slimer yeah that one yeah and and you like you see them driving their like old hearse ambulance Uh thing uh uh-huh yeah yeah with with, like their annoying ass siren but like but the funny thing is like when they're called when the guy called them he's like you're gonna be really like discreet about this right and they're like yeah totally and then they come in with wailing sirens and they're like anyone seen a ghost yeah (laughs) just like super super funny and then since that's their first mission they're using their like whatever their nuclear physic particulator guns are right, called right right and they're just like murking the hotel yeah yeah they're just <laughs> they're like almost killed they almost killed like a uh like a housekeeper too and she's like right what the right, hell, what are, the hell are you doing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like such a funny like sequence of scenes there yeah i mean the whole movie is is 
funny when it's when it within its own. Um, when Winston gets hired, he's he's an outsider. Like he's not really a part of the clique, um, and he's just all like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" And like when they got um, arrested, he's all like, "Hey man, I wasn't even there. Why why did I get arrested? Like this isn't fair." That was funny. Um, yeah. Also, side note: when they got arrested, they had fucking blueprints of the apartment complex. Yeah. <laughs> like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, he was reading them in the car, and I think they got arrested while they while he had them on him. So he probably just like threw him in the drunk tank or whatever that was i mean i don't know whatever that's just one of those like <laughs> suspended thi- disbelief. yeah literally yeah. like movie things like we have to move the plot along like yes this doesn't make sense but you know um it's gonna it's gonna happen i i did like think it was weird the guy who played that winston he was like like ticked off he wasn't in more scenes and i'm like dude these guys are like three extremely famous people like why yeah. are you expecting well, to be in every scene with i mean them? ernie I was hudson kinda... i think he was doing a i think he was doing more more tv versus movie right but like still <laughs> he's no bill murray um i have no excuse for that <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was like it's just like classic Hollywood stuff where people just like want to be in every scene. It's yeah, like, dude, I mean, well, that's you're what, literally a nobody. I mean, that's what Ramus said, like because there were certain scenes that Winston was actually supposed to say, but Bill Murray took those lines, and so Winston's character just kept being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Um. So and. Ernie, he was kind of getting a little ticked off slightly, but then um, Harold was all like, "Hey, man, like, it's it's really it really has nothing to do with with you specifically. Like, this is this is the business." So and and Ernie was just all like, he put his hands up, kind of, and it was just like, "Okay." I mean, I'm <laughs> sure he did all right off of it, and then it became such a big like thing that he he probably had the opportunity to make a bunch of money later on, you know. Oh yeah, I mean he he did a bunch of movies. Um, I mean, of course, he did Ghostbusters too and stuff like that. Which I think he get personally to me, I think Winston definitely gets a much better role in Ghostbusters two versus one. Um, which I, I do highly recommend you try and watch. Ghostbusters 2 at some point because it's actually a a pretty great movie um I don't think it's as good as the second one but I the events that happen in the second one are pretty are are pretty interesting so and I watched like a little recap of it in case you did want to go over it but I, did, I, mean, I obviously haven't seen it, it. It, it. It's fine. We don't have to go over it. It's it's cool. okay. It's fine. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, uh, let's. Um, we're pretty much at the hour mark. Let's do final thoughts, and then we can wrap this up. So. Yeah, I mean, I I just think it was like really fun to revisit the Ghostbusters world, because like like I said, I haven't seen it since I was like a little kid. Right. Yeah. Um. And it's one of those things where, like, you you remember, like, maybe a couple scenes. Like, the stay puffed stays with you forever. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe, like, the the green ghost, the Slimer guy mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very iconic. Like, sticks out in your mind. But it was just, like, fun. And then, like, the 
kind of accompanying docu docu series you had me watch as well. I think just really put it all into perspective and made it like, like not only is it like a good movie, but it, or you know, a funny good movie, but it is like a really a cultural icon of the time yeah yeah what i did find really funny is it was released in the summer <laughs> the beginning of summer yeah <laughs> which like i would have thought like it'd be a good spooktober but i guess spooktober wasn't really a thing back then. yeah i mean i don't it so the c the ex-ceo of columbia pictures when they when when he was brought the script for Ghostbusters, he said, okay, I want this movie to be released on June 8th, 1994. And when they, when they came to Columbia, it was like May something of 93. Um, so, but his thing, his reason for releasing it in the summertime is because school's out, a lot of people are on like vacation and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like the summertime is definitely where a lot of people go to movies. And and I have noticed that over the years, um, especially in the summertime, there will be like a lot of movies coming out on specifically like weekdays particular like there would be a lot of weekday releases versus like only friday kind of thing um it's it's just where a lot of money comes in not so much people are going to movie theaters right now because of covid and and all these like streaming sites are just releasing their movies straight to you know like disney plus and everything like that so yeah, I mean, there's been dog shit movies out recently, though, to be fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I have that Regal, like, Unlimited or whatever, mm-hmm. but there just really hasn't been anything to even watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, side note. Um, what do you think about the Mario movie that's coming out? Zero interest. Really? Uh I, I couldn't care less. I didn't care about Sonic. It was it was actually decent, but I just I don't care. Mm. <laughs> Like game movies are kind of silly to me. Okay, I mean they're they're not the best. They're still not the best, but they're getting better. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, like this movie is for sure like a cult classic, absolutely. And I think everyone should for sure watch it during spooky month and everything. Uh, especially if you're not too keen on like scary movies. Uh, I'm definitely not a scary movie person. I don't, I mean, I'm the type of person that will not watch a scary movie by, by myself, like especially at nighttime and in, in, in the dark. Um, if I do watch, well, you gotta watch <laughs> scary movies with friends for sure. Um, if I do, I need a security blanket and I need the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Glock by your, by your, your bedside table probably (laughs) yeah (laughs) i um i watched uh the evil dead the reboot one time with some friends and i literally had to tell them um we need to watch a comedy or else i'm not going home (laughs) (laughs) like i can't i won't be able to sleep at night so we ended up watching Dazed and Confused, and I ended up going home at like there two in go. the morning. So, um, 
Yeah. That's another classic. <laughs> 80s yeah. movies just hit different. Yeah. It, it's just like, I mean, I, I, I wasn't born when this movie came out, but like to me, I feel like it's it's nostalgia. Um, I, I'm, But I'm also like a fan of older films. I mean, even older than the 80s. Like there are some... Um, uh, 1950s films that I that I love and everything and and not a lot of people think about like really like older older movies um but uh what do you rate Ghostbusters Ethan I rate it a 83 out of 100 Ooh, okay for 1983 right. 1983 <laughs> <laughs> um okay I am going to you know what I'm gonna bump I'm gonna bump you up two points I'm gonna do 85 out of a hundred slimers <laughs> nice <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those movies where it's good, but it's like there's not really a lot of comedy movies that have like a really solid plot or like mm-hmm. like even the the cinematography or cinematography, <laughs> if you will, is never like amazing. And then in this case, it's even worse because it's just like they're trying to get it all it, done. In like yeah, two I mean, months. definitely, it was it was really a rough patch. Um, I I really can't really say anything about the cinemato- the cinematography um because it was a mess especially after watching um the document the documentary episode uh cuz they they even showed a few areas where it, like the building was jaggedy and everything like right. that so and they're all like quick like the frames have to be like super fast because we don't want people seeing what we like, you know, what we did here and everything. So, and I mean, of course, like special effects nowadays, like are like completely out of, out of the, this world. Like it's, it's, um, it's definitely evolved, especially with the high tech computers that we have nowadays that can just practically make a movie itself. Yeah, fun fact, uh, Jurassic Park really started the whole CGI and movies it thing. It did, and, uh, it did, yeah. You should uh, check that out, and that should be your favorite movie as well. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe we'll do a Jurassic Park cinematography. Let's fucking episode. go. Because <laughs> I, so fun fact about the Jurassic Park series, um, my first time watching them, I was 27 what the fuck yeah yeah it was like my childhood i had like the whole pajamas and stuff yeah i was just never like it was never really on my radar um as a kid at least so um yeah and and around the time when i did watch it i was like really in my kind of like i want to watch you know hollywood prime time like really like the iconic uh, movies like especially like a lot of St- Steven Spielberg movies um, so and and that's kind of like where I started off and, and literally went down the rabbit hole on literally watching like 80s mo- a lot of 80s movies and a lot of 90s movies so but um, yeah so uh, thank you Ethan for uh, helping me with this this was a lot of fun and I hope to do 
more cinematography episodes. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Hey, thanks for having me, <laughs> uh, first of all. Um, yeah, just, I guess, check out uh, Webology Podcast, anywhere you get, you know, podcasts. And then, obviously, you know, we've got a YouTube as well. We're trying to get more consistent there and even do some, like, outside of the podcast type content. Yeah. Fun. That's all, that's all I'll plug. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, guys, thank you very much. Uh, stay tuned. Our next movie review i'm hoping to do halloween town and the craft for next week and yeah uh stay spooky my friends spooktober spooktober see you guys later (laughs) Bye. bye